Hi, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I'm your host, Sarah Lottie. And today we are with the ever beautiful Anne-Marie Apollonia Martinez. And she is here today with me to sit down and we are gonna talk about sacred economy, dream weaving, and this whole movement that has really um, exploded during the pandemic. And although it has been around dream weaving, um, susus, you might've heard of it in different flowers, looms, you might've heard of it in all different types of, of whatever they're called. They've actually been going on for a very, very, very long time and in, in many, many, many different cultures on really coming together as community and helping each other out financially. And this is just a a, 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 new, a new way for us, especially in the spiritual community, and we're, we're starting to branch it out to everyone so that we can change the way how we do things, how we view money, how we work with money, and how we work with community. So I just want to welcome you, Anne-Marie, to my show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. This is so fun. I've been like waiting all week to, for us to hop on and do this. It's actually better that we did it uh this week instead of last week because they're doing construction on my building and they were doing it like right below my apartment last week so it's actually perfect today it's quiet out there so it's good that we that we pushed it back for a minute for right. all reasons because i'm at my mom's house visiting and the dog has like panic attacks when cars drive by and i'm like ma that dog she's like i know what do you want me to do i'm like nothing i just want to know i'm gonna go on somebody's show right now right <laughs> <laughs> silence it <laughs> take it on a very long walk <laughs> so why don't you because the reason why I wanted Anne-Marie more than anyone on this show talking about this is I feel like you've really honed in and 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 have started becoming like forming like a mastery towards this work and what it is and really have taken a very um, leadership role and immersing yourself into it and bringing it out to other people and it's really beautiful to watch. How long have we known each other now? So we're we're in a, a dream weaving circle together. And I'm I'm I was trying to think of today, like when when I came in, because I I learned about everything I would say back in August of last year. That's when Susus were put on my path. And it's just kind of like been this expansion, kind of this path that I've been following ever since. So I'm try I was just trying to think. How long we've been weaving together? Quite a yeah. few. Yeah, it's been a few months because you, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, has it been since Thanksgiving? Because I was just remembering I was going to uh, Arizona a lot for the holidays. Yes, 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 yes. Uh -huh. So maybe November holiday time. Yeah, definitely, definitely six months. Okay, we're on a six-month mark. Yeah. So what's really beautiful about this community is that you don't know people and then like you it's like a really beautiful like networking like organic you know just like bringing people together from all different areas of the world from all different you know walks of life in a sense and so prior to me joining this particular dream weaving loom i actually had never met Anne marie before this day or that i entered so it's it's really cool. Like, and then how we bond. And even though we've never met each other in real life, I feel like I see you and know you. And like, we've like gone to coffee. <laughs> yeah. We even had like, like sisterly stuff happen. Right. Yeah. Where we've had like breakthroughs and then, you know, had, had to work through something, which is really powerful to work through something with someone that you um, unofficially know. And right to work through something so personal and then be vulnerable together and then show up for one another even though you don't know each other 
that's mm-hmm. I think that that's really, really, really powerful. And, and it speaks volumes about what this work is and what it does for people. So let's take it back. What do you know about the history of dream weaving, sacred economy, just like this whole, you know, in different cultures and stuff? Well, you know, I um, was introduced to dream weaving a year ago. And when my girlfriend invited me into the weave, I was very much um, seeking more practice in shamanism, really getting in touch more so with um, my culture. I'm half Colombian. My grandfather was half indigenous. I was very drawn and called to wanting to learn more about healing and being a medicine woman. And my friend said to me, listen, I think there's a really great opportunity here and you'll be able to explore this side of yourself with other women that do this work. So I was all in because I was going to have an opportunity to evolve spiritually. And she said to me, you know, the way this works is you give an unconditional gift. You're giving someone a gift to make their dreams come true. And that for me was like, what? Yep. Okay. I'll do it. What do I have to do? So she explained the process to me. And I remember feeling so empowered that I could gift someone towards their dreams. I remember feeling so open and free to be able to gift someone unconditionally, never ever knowing that I was gonna get that gift back thousands and thousands times over. Mm-hmm. I, I was so blown away by this work because it was not just the contribution and the participation of the group dynamic and meeting all these wonderful women, but it was also the work I was putting into myself. During the time I was completing uh, a certification program for emotional intelligence to teach a a specific methodology. And that was great because it had a lot to do with the heart. And I just felt though that I was missing something, which was my spiritual work. I'm very spiritual and I couldn't, couldn't go anywhere, right? It was, we were on lockdown. So this was introduced to me and I got to study and practice at home with women that I didn't even know. And it was the way that the weave was set up. It was the structure behind it and the guidelines and all, all of this effortless yet well put together, like almost like a weaving for dummies, because I felt like there's nothing you can't, you, they have missed. So you're able to do this work with anyone and these private groups from all over the world. So when it was introduced to me, it was introduced to me as a movement that women in Africa were doing 450 years ago, and that they would help one another and reinvest back in each other by helping each sister in the tribe, by giving to one and then helping her to get her on her feet and support her with her dreams. And then they'd go to the next sister and they'd invest in her and they'd constantly reinvest in one another. And I understood this because in the Colombian culture, we do something called la cadena and it's, that means chain. And it's a form of saving money within a tight network of people that you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this, you know, I understand how this works. Okay, this makes sense to me. So following the, the gift and going into the space and beginning to practice uh, more of this, uh, more of these shamanic studies, I thought, oh, wow, um, I have to really show up every day. Oh, wow. Uh, other people are relying on me. Oh, wow. I'm really enjoying this. It was like a gift after a gift after a gift. So it was like I gave mm-hmm. and I never knew that I was going to get so much back. And that was a year ago. And I remember Sitara, my mentor, saying to me, I know that you're going to become a master weaver. 
you're a dreamer, you you have this ability and this gift, you're really good at manifesting, and you're gonna you're gonna love this work. And at first, I was like, let me get through one, you know, I didn't see it that way. But I started getting involved in more. And the more weaves I got involved in, the more people I met, the more I learned about myself and my limitations, and the more I enhanced my own personal coaching skills and abilities, and I became a more effective communicator. And I started to implement the guidelines and weaving into my daily life. And it actually built my confidence and helped me build out and create a whole new business structure for myself for my return to work. So there's just been so, so, so much medicine in this work and a whole new language, a whole new language to speak amongst people who are elevated, evolved, personally developed, living mindfully, wanting to be more conscious. You're constantly learning. It's like being in a live workshop, a live personal development workshop where you're in action every day. And there's no one there to point a finger at you to tell you what you're not doing. Mm -hmm. You're there to look at yourself in the mirror and know and be accountable and responsible for the way that you're showing up. And that is really, really beautiful because if we all did more of that in our lives, we live a lot more harmoniously and people in the world would be more accountable and be a lot kinder to each other. Mm -hmm. So these weaves for me are more than gifting and helping someone else's dreams come true. It's all of the work that you learn in the weave. You could go and spend money on a retreat or go to a Joe Dispenza conference or go to a charity event to donate towards a cause. But what do you get out of that after you've attended the, the, the retreat or the seminar or the charity event? Uh, do you receive what you've donated back? Do you stay in touch with the people that you've met? Do you continue to be in action and support the cause once you've left the actual, you know, the actual experience? So dream weaving gives you the opportunity to constantly be in action and to learn so many different things from health and wellness to spirituality, consciousness, sacred economy, business, branding, marketing, personal time management, you start to see where you have limitations and what's been limiting you in your real life or your physical life versus this dream weaving life that you're in. So you get to play, you get to be more ethereal and you get to take that, what we grow up on as children, right? Limitless dreamers, right? Where nobody's programmed us to think that we can't have what we desire and it lets you play again in life. You get to have fun again in life. And you remember that it's all possible. It's all possible for all of us. And when you're amongst a network and a community of people that think the same, that believe, that have the same values and morals and that support and empower one another, then you, you go back to the core of what humanity is supposed to be about. We're yeah. not meant to live, right? We're not meant to live with these limitations and fear. Mm -mm. Life, life can be limitless and life can be beautiful and heaven on earth if we choose to see it that way. But if we don't have the community to support us and consciously consume what we watch, eat, drink, who we hang out with, then our brains become programmed more so than how we were raised, but programmed with more limitations of us not being able to have what we desire and dream of. Absolutely. And it's been really beautiful to be connecting with people and, and seeing them, all of their limitations coming up. If it 
through this work with ourselves, but then with the mirror of others of, you know, when it comes to money, when it comes to receiving, when it comes to unplugging from just that, the limitations, the programming of this competitiveness, I feel like where we are at in a society, it's like the pendulum has swung so far in this me, 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 me. And, you know, like, especially right before the pandemic, I feel like it was this height of just like service to self, me, like mentality to really try to bring us back. And I've seen the struggle with people and within myself to be able to trust in community again, to be able to trust within one another, to be, to open, you know, emotionally of, of those trials and tribulations of just in the deconstruction of the program to be able to trust the process. And it's, it really shows you how deep and how far away we've gotten away, especially in the, in, in North America. I, I, I'm not, you know, there's probably a lot of other countries and other pockets and stuff where they're so tightly knit, but especially in this country, um, how we've, we've unplugged so far away from each other and, and in the trust of each other and really, you know, wanting the best for each other and, and coming together and making that happen. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really fascinating to watch all of it and all of us of, you know, going through the process of, of like, wow, I can gift out and how great that feels, but can I receive, you know, can I, can I like, where's my, on my, on my worth, you know, where, where do I stand in that of like, that I can just get back for, you know, we're so programmed even to like, leave the house and go to work and you need to work in a certain way to receive. And I think that goes on many different levels then no, you it's okay to just receive if it's love, if it's attention, if it's money, if whatever it is, if it's good things for yourself. Um, Like I said, I feel like the pendulum has swung so far away from that. So this really does bring you back to back to those things that we can allow ourselves to have And it is like a little like workshop and you're right about, you know, going to those weekend retreats and they're great and all, and I've done a ton of them, but like you do, like you get back to Monday morning and then what, you know, you get back to, are you implement, you're probably implementing things maybe a week, maybe two weeks. If you're really good, maybe a month, you know, and then just the natural human condition, those things start falling off, you know, and you go back to, you, if, if you're, if you don't have a a solid practice put in place, you're going back to your old ways, your own mindset, you know? So this is a really beautiful thing that it does make you show up and stay accountable and, and kind of work that muscle to keep a practice in place and keep you on your A game really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for, for someone like me, who is very passionate for the last 10 plus years investing myself, working with coaches, going to transform transformational forums. I did landmark education. I think you're familiar with landmark, mm-hmm. right? You went to landmark. Well, in a landmark, I, I started my journey with Reiki when I lived in the Turks and Caicos. So it's always been like spirituality and science for me, or spirituality and mindfulness or consciousness. So I love it all. And i I feel like with dream weaving, you don't have to pick one. It's all in there. And then you can then choose from what's being shared, what resonates with you, right? Like your spirit's going to pull you to what you resonate to the most. But 
if you didn't have access to it in the first place, you wouldn't know how many things are available to you. But because you're open and because you're in these group dynamics, you get to see all these other things that people are working on, what they're studying, what modalities, what practices, what daily rituals, and then incorporate those into your life. That's what holistic living is about. It doesn't have to be one or the other, especially with the way that the world is today, right? There's so much going on. There's so many different distractions. And I, I become so disheartened. It's so sad when I see people in that, you talked about the looping um, earlier, the looping in the same place, looking at the same thing, worried about the same. And it's like, there's a whole other world out there. There's so many other things to discover. So this work is a way to, to like dive in and be in this whole sea of possibilities, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, where'd you do that? Oh, I can do, you know, it just really, it's inspiring. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's motivating. It's exciting. And then, you know, no one's there, again, to tell you that you're not doing it right or to tell you that you didn't show up. It is your job to do so. You are investing in yourself. So you're going to get out what you put in. And when my mentor said to me, well, you're going to be in, 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 a, in a lot of these and you'll be a master weaver. And I was like, well, I, you know, let me, let me do this first one. And what she was so good at doing was making sure that I learned how to weave in one. And when I was weaving and moving up in my weave, that I would get into another weave and then simultaneously be in another weave. And I remember saying to her, you know, this is, this is too much. Like, I don't want to do it like that. And I was in three weaves and now I'm in seven weaves. I didn't wow. expect to be in seven weaves. But I'm in seven, I am in seven weaves because I have mastered myself and how I'm working in group dynamic and how I'm showing up. So I learned more personal time management, which I didn't really have before. And I've now learned how to be more effective in my coaching style and not overgive to where I then feel resentful, but give just as much as I know the person may need. I mean, I learned so many things about how to just balance it and how to do it with the different personalities and then how to create different business models or different uh, guidelines and disciplines of what people can learn when they go into weaving. It's, it's just, it's, it's been one, one gift after another. And I, I, um, I found that when I got here to New York, that there is such a, such a desire for people to want to be better. They're seeking betterment. They're seeking uh, to uh, well, wellness and, and, and spiritual evolution. And they want to develop personally and they, they don't know where to go. And I'm like, well, I think dream weaving would be actually really amazing. You don't have to go spend five grand or 10 grand to go see X doctor for a week of, you know, of, of a workshop. This is something that it's going to give you like, you're, you're opening to the world of holistic living and how to be more conscious. And you're going to find in that pool of possibility, all these other amazing things that you may be uh, attracted to or may really resonate with you. And then you'll continue that path because that's how it works, isn't it? Right. You yeah. unlock one door, you show somebody one thing and just like the alchemist, they go on their journey. Yeah. And, and the, the, just with that is then the people that you meet the like you said the different things that they're doing um it just it flows you into different things like you live in tulum right now and you know like that's shown me like okay cool like i wouldn't have put that on a radar somewhere like i could go live but being you know connected with you now for six months and and seeing your journey down in a foreign country 
you know, and, and what that looks like is like, oh, it just shows you what, you know, again, like that there is possibilities out there. There is more out there than, than yeah, these little, these little um, bubbles that we can find ourselves getting trapped in. And because of dream weaving, right? Like my whole career has been based on travel, going to all of these key cities uh, in hospitality, hosting events, working with clients, you know, for PR and branding, like that's been my work. I could not travel or go anywhere. People didn't understand that. They're like, well, well, you know, where are you going to go to work? I'm like, I can't go to work. My work, you know, has to do with me traveling and moving around. Yeah. So when, when, when I wasn't working and I got, you know, I got into my studies, I mentioned earlier with the, with the emotional intelligence training, and I was home really creating a sacred space for myself to get grounded and get clear about what I wanted to do next. I wanted spirit to guide me. I needed some support because I did not know what I was going to do. Being that I had always traveled, I I was like, okay, well, I can't travel. Mm -hmm. And I'm not making any money right now because my clients' businesses are closed and people aren't going anywhere. And dream weaving allowed me to sit down and really ask myself, what do I want? What do I desire? What do I want to do in this world? How do I want to show up? And it made me go deep into my dreams and desires. And I realized I was, I was not dreaming big enough. I was not asking. I was not being bold. But when I began dream weaving and I saw what everybody's dreams were, and you share them on the group, I thought, wow, okay. I've been dreaming, dreaming kind of surfacy. All right. All right, wait, I got to go a little deeper. And I got so deep and specific, so specific about what I wanted. And I'm watching it happen before my very eyes. I'm like, this work is real. This work is real. And if I can share this gift with someone and they understand that the power, the magic that they hold within, they have the ability to create and have whatever they want. Here it is. Here's that opportunity. So Tulum was on the radar. I wanted to go back to Mexico. My friend came to me and said, hey, listen, we're going to go to Tulum. Do you want to come with us? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but if we go to Mexico, we're going for like a month. Yeah. He didn't end up going. He did oh. not end up going. So when I decided to take the trip, I took the trip for an extended time. I was going to go away for six weeks. I knew the second I got in that car, I was driving in the passenger seat, and I just looked out the window, and I said, you're going to live here. I never went back. I never went back to L.A. You know, instead the universe and 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 that sacred land Tulum just blessed me and gave me gift after gift because it was my time because I was I had set the intention because I was dreaming mm-hmm. I remember to dream again and I was actively looking at my dreams daily in my group and I was being an in integrity and I was getting up for myself every day while other people didn't have that same ability they didn't have that same strength I knew I was very blessed I knew that there were people that were ill that were trapped in the story of what was going on and couldn't move. Mm-hmm. I knew how lucky I was. So dream weaving gave me that too. It gave me the courage for someone that had traveled for so long all the time. I was scared too. I got scared at one point. I didn't want to leave the house. I was like, am I moving again? Am I really trying to do this during a pandemic? Like I was asking myself those questions. And then I was like, uh, yeah, I am. I am doing that. And then when I got there and I saw how things just flowed. And I started to see the dreams that were on my dream weave happening for me in real life, in real Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. That's it. I was like, okay, everybody's got to do this work. 
to do this work. Absolutely. That's that's another thing. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to just keep bringing it back to it. This is that is just I don't know. For me in my own life, I would say probably mm, I don't know how long before dream weaving came on my path, but like I kind of stopped dreaming. Everything just kind of got and I I've always been a big dreamer since I was little. Like I would help other people like no like you want to go do this go do that like I moved to LA when I was 20 years old and got in the entertainment industry and that was my big dream then and like you know had decent amount of success for myself and then life my dog's just coming in here so I'm making way for her um life just kind of like you know you get kind of kick get kicked down like one thing after the next after the next and you you find yourself stop dreaming right and then things just get hard and whatever and then you and you get older and then you I don't know I think I just thought at some point like that's it you know dreaming what am I dreaming what am I what do I want anymore I don't know what I want anymore and this is really it's a constant thing because it's it's constantly changing for me right now but it's it is coming back and like every time a new sister enters the space and we have to you know say our what our dreams are it's like is reevaluating like oh do i still want that no i've grown so much or that was a thing of the past or i learned something that that's no longer relevant to me or that was just something you know i think one of the biggest things i'm i'm in the process of right now is like letting go of things that aren't they were an old me you know and i just like how so i let go of the entertainment industry actually because i realized that where i'm at now walking a deeper spiritual path and a shamanic path and all that um healing and this work and this podcast i don't even think i've ever told you what this podcast is about but it started that um at the beginning of the or the end of 2019 the beginning of 2020 my guides came to me and they're like you need to take a bigger role in your like in, in, in like more of a teacher, more of a, a face for the spiritual community. Um, because I've always walked a very deep spiritual path, but it was always really personal. And um, for, I just, I just was learning. I was just going to different teachers and just learning and learning and learning, but never really turning around and sharing unless someone came on my path that wanted to, you know, step onto their spiritual path and I would help them along the way. But that's like, that would only be if they came to me. I never really put myself out there to help them do that. And so anyway, my guides were like, you need to step it up. And so at the beginning of 2020, I started doing um, once a month workshops. And then through, they all had a different theme that led to having the idea of creating this podcast. The podcast was going to be geared towards in the beginning. I've kind of allowed it to expand and kind of go where it wants to go. Um, for people to help them spiritually awaken. So it, that was that was the thought of it. it, wasn't to go for people that are really advanced down the spiritual path. It was to gear it towards people that are curious or feeling the call or just what does it mean? What do these, you know, what does this path mean in the beginning? And then everything's just kind of taken off from there. And then during the pandemic with being everything taken away, I actually had the the opportunity to study with different teachers like really deeply. Mm. And really hone myself and that really just started showing me for me that the the spiritual work and spiritual teaching and continuing down a shamanic path was the forefront of my life now and this whole entertainment world and all of that it just didn't feed me anymore and so reevaluating and really looking at 
the dreams and really looking at but where I am now and allowing to let that old life go. Mm. There was like such a freedom in that. And then really like, especially with, you know, the particular weave that we're in together, being with sisters that are also very spiritual and on a spiritual path, really allowing myself to step into it deeper and, and claiming it more. And I, in, in, you know, they, they say that um, whoever shows up was meant to be there. So whatever you're doing, if you're doing a workshop one night, whoever was meant to, whoever showed up to it and whoever didn't show up, they were all meant to be there for that purpose. So really like in this too, I was meant to come into this more spiritual space to deepen myself and to really look at like, wow, what can I, where, what avenues can I go? You know, what can I do with this work? And I really can leave this old world behind that. If I was honest with myself, it wasn't feeding my soul. It wasn't Mm -hmm. feeding me. I was doing it for like my young ego mind and I'm from Minnesota. So I was like, I did love, I do love acting. If anyone asked me to act, I would go be in their thing. Do I care to overly try to do it? Not at all. I wrote two feature films that eventually I'll sell. I was gonna, I was really into wanting to sell them at the beginning of 2020 before everything locked down. But because I had such a transition in my life, I'm like, they're great. They're great films, but it's not the forefront of what I need to do. Like I said, if I, if it, if it happens one day, it happens, it's something bigger is, has shown my path. I love that you're saying that because that whole struggle with, with the material world versus the, the spiritual world or the more conscious world, being in, in entertainment or being in nightlife hospitality, and then going, you know, having one foot in that world and then one foot in, in, in the spiritual world. It's like, okay, I got, you know, there's this fear uh, of many things, right? The ego, being accepted, how are you going to work or make money if that's how you've been making your money? And I remember just hearing, hearing spirit, hearing the message say, you know, God, God was like, God, God was like, <laughs> we are setting you up and you are doing the work right now for us that you need to do. So pretty much I'm on payroll for them. Mm-hmm. And if I continue the path and the work, the spiritual work, my life's work, God is never going to let me down. I'm always going to be supported mm-hmm. because I'm always going to have that faith and that trust. Therefore, I'm always going to vibrate at that level and I'm always going to be taken care of. I'm always going to bring in what I need at that moment. I'm not going to have any lack and I haven't had any lack. And I'm sure that you haven't either. Mm-mm. And I think that that's what happens, right? People start focusing on what they don't have versus what they have. And if we focus more on what we have, we get more of what we want or what we desire, or what we need. So, you know, with the leaving the industry, as you said, and me also leaving it, I don't believe anymore that it's to leave it and walk away from it, put my back to it. I now feel it's my return to the industry. How am I going to show up now to an industry that I am relatable? I speak their language. I know where they've been and this is where I am now. So how can I best serve them? How can I best serve them now? Mm-hmm. What is my role now? So I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to work. I'm like, all right, you know, who, you know, who, who, who is seeking a, um, a corporate wellness coach who is seeking someone to come in and rebrand their, their companies and reposition them as conscious brands, the culture of the company, the ethos of the company. I'm your girl. I'm going to go in there and, and set up the strong foundation. Let's make sure that we have, uh, that we have the organizational health down and we take care of our people internally. Because when the people internally are good, when they feel good, 
then that affects the overall bottom line of the company. So if the leaders Absolutely. know more heart centered and they lead from there and they invest in their people, then businesses will thrive. So I believe it is the return of that. And I think that we take the breaks that we do and we walk away from some of these industries. But when we are given the gifts that we are given, and that is the ability to see and to have the opportunity to have the, the breakdown, to have the breakthrough, then eventually we go back with our responsibility and we show up there and we share for those who didn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I haven't had the calling to go back to the entertainment industry yet, but if I do... I'm sure it's all going to come full circle. It always does. We put so much time into things and energy and, you know, you got to go off and deviate to learn other things and yeah, to come back better, you know. Maybe I'll write a short film on dreaming and how dreams are possible. And it'll be based on the story of women in dream weaving. Yeah, right. <laughs> 100%. Not? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about like how the structure works of a flower. There's different lineages. Um, there's different monetary values to each lineage. We have co-ed, you know, flowers and weaves. And then we have um, the like the one that we're in together is is just all women. And ours is especially this one has a very, very, very deep spiritual aspect to it and how you do it every day and how you show up and, and at everything that encompasses this weave. And so why don't you just kind of let us fill us in and how the structure works, how the movement works and the whole process of, of the weave in general. Okay, sure. I think this was, this is what makes it so fun and so uh, non-biased because anyone can join it regardless of um, spiritual, uh, sorry, religious beliefs or uh, what you may have been told about how you should be doing something. This is all with the elements. So you work with the elements of fire, air, earth, and water. And every element comes with its own guideline and its own role and responsibilities of how you show up daily in this group. We work on the lunar cycle. When you enter as fire, your only job are to help complete the dreams of the water mama or the water papa. It's about fully trusting, letting go, releasing, and calling in. The fire element is so beautiful because you really learn how to work with the element of fire. You learn how to sit in your element and you see how you've been showing up and why you probably have not been able to move past certain hurdles based on the principle of letting go and trusting and why you don't trust, right? Which is really cool. There's so much medicine in that because people that come into the weave, I swear to you, you know this, it'll be like day two and they're like, Ever since I joined and I said, yes, I got an investor for my business. I got a job. I got a call for this. I got the money I was waiting for. It's always like these really amazing stories uh, behind them saying yes and entering the space. When they move from fire to air, their job is to be a voice for those who don't have one, share the medicine, which is sharing the movement, be their own testimonial, use their voice. This is such a great element to work with because someone like myself who doesn't have a hard time communicating that worked in PR, I was in media, I've all, my, my whole job is to be talking. I, uh, I had trouble in air when I had to express my needs, when I had to express what I needed uh, in the dynamic of my intimate relationship. I found that I couldn't speak when it came to speaking up for me and 
being vulnerable and talking about my feelings, I felt like someone was holding my throat. Mm -hmm. It was so interesting because I could easily talk about the weave and talk to people about coming into the weave, but I didn't know that there was going to be medicine outside of me inviting people to the weave that I would have to do with what I desire and what I need in order to feel safe in my relationships. So that was major, major, major for me. I mean, even the other day, I had to use my voice and dream weaving is such a sacred space to be able to talk to your group and share what it is that you're about to challenge yourself to do. So it's like, uh, without being a support group, it's almost as it can sometimes function as one because you show up to a space where no one is there to judge you, but just to support you Mm -hmm. and not to enable you, but to just hold space for you. How important is that, right? Right. How many times do we want to, don't we not talk to people because they're going to, you know, project or give us their opinion when we didn't ask for it? Yeah. Dream we're trying to right? fix. And you're like, no, I just it. need to get it out of me. I just need it to, I find when I get it out of me, then it no longer holds power, you yeah. know, then it, it, it kind of, but I'm yeah. with you on that because I mean, we've even had that in our own journey. And we discovered that together when we had that moment on the phone that one day of, I also am a, like, I'm a big communicator. Like, You know, I've worked in restaurants for a long time. I've done acting. I do voiceover. I have this podcast. Like I can talk anyone's ear off, especially show up with a stranger. Like I've gone, traveled all over the world and meet people and made friends like everywhere I go. That's not a problem for me at all. But to sit me down and have me speak something that makes me feel super vulnerable or confrontation or like, I'll just like start crying or I feel like I'm being strangled or like, I can't get it out of me. And then I go like mute and air has really being in that element and thinking about that element. And that's, what's cool about it is, you know, the fire, you're, you're every day waking up, thinking about that element. What am I sparking? What am I setting? You know, what do I need to set on fire? What do I need to burn? What do I need to mulch? What do I need to like, you know, and then sitting in the air, what do I need to communicate? What do, am I breathing even? Am I breathing? Oh, wow. No, I'm not breathing. I just realized, no, no, I'm not breathing. So yeah, I think, and, and I'll touch more on this later after we continue through the journey of the, of the elements, but yeah, I'm with you on that, on that, um, so the, on air, the air one on the yeah, communication. The air, isn't that crazy, right? And the way we talk, we, all of a sudden we can't talk when it has to do with our feelings. So there's been a lot of medicine in that. And what I've noticed in that some of the other sisters or brothers with air is that they, they start creating stories around why they can't speak or nobody wants to hear me or what I have to say is not important or I feel like I'm selling. And it's like, well, what are you talking about? You're not selling anything. The only thing you're talking about is what is done for you. You are your own testimony. So unless you think you're selling yourself, you're trying to sell something. I don't really know what it is that you think you're selling. You're only sharing what has this work done for me. That is the, that is the medicine. That is the work that you do as air. When you move from air, I think I mentioned we worked on the, we work on the lunar cycle. So every week we're consecrating, we're doing burn rituals and meditations where we can then release and move up to our next element. So when you move out of air, you go into the uh, earth, the Pachamama, Pachapapa and earthing. What is earthing? And I remember being like, I can't earth. How am I going to earth? I'm the most ungrounded person. People say I'm not grounded. I must not be, I must not be grounded because people say I'm not grounded. Right. When people that, knew have known me or who who just met me all they would say is well what do you mean you're one of the most grounded people i know you're so disciplined with yourself what do you mean you're not grounded i think you're definitely grounded like, <laughs> where did i get that story from so the 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 role of the of the earthing 
is to stay grounded, keep the group grounded, keep the group motivated and inspired. And, and if you look at it from a business perspective, it's like managing a team. How do you manage your team? How do you manage your people? How do you keep them uh, engaged, right? Like what is the role of that? Are you doing one-on-ones? Are you going in the group to talk to everyone? How are you communicating? Are you giving them call to action and things that they need to do to follow up? Like, how do you manage? How would you manage a team? I thought, oh, wow. Okay. Okay, cool. That's cool. All right. I like that. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at that. All right. I got better at it. But then there was still another part of being grounded and it had to do with like the technical stuff and being more structured and being a little bit more organized and having to, you know, be a little bit more tech savvy. And I was like, well, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I created that story again. And I was like, well, how about I don't create a story around something that I think I can't do? How about I just say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to keep doing it until I get a lot better at it until I get really good at it. So I am still in that practice, right? Like, um, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a great Pachamama, but I also think I could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I, I use the weave to practice that because then I look at how am I not being that outside? If I am wanting to be a mother in the future and I want to be with my divine partner, how am I going to hold down my man and my baby? <laughs> how am I going to take care of them and still be mm-hmm. grounded? right? How does that look for me? How does that work? How can I be better at that? How can I be more present when I come to to America or New York to see my family and not make it all about these stories I want to create? How can I be present and grounded for them and with them and enjoy my time with them? So that's a little bit of earthing. When you move out of the, the earthing position, you go into water. We've talked about this, right? Like water. Water is all about receiving, floating, being a mirror to the rest of the group, being still. And I remember getting to to water the first time. And when my gifts came in, crying because I didn't know how to receive. Oh, wow. Where does that stem from? Where is that deep-rooted trauma? Maybe that's the reason I've had some problems with my finances. Oh, wait a minute. Where is that story? How'd that story come up? Who created that story? Is it even mine? Is it my, you know, and it creates all these other things around why you cannot receive or why you have trouble receiving. And then also how to remain silent and trust. Because if I am in water and my only job is to be a mirror so that people can see themselves without me judging or telling them or finding a solution, I need to trust. Here are all those, all those things again that we practice to trust that my earths are covering me and they're going to make sure that the group is moving and grounded and motivated, inspired. And I just need to receive and receive the gifts because I deserve it too. And I just did all that work through the elements to get there. Then and can I keep my mouth shut? Can I trust that they're going to do it? Can I trust that they're going to do it as well as I can, or maybe even better? Can I trust that people do have my back, that I'm not in this world alone, mm-hmm. that people do support me, that I do deserve abundance in every way? Because the receiving is not just the monetary, right? How am I receiving love? How am I receiving anything and everything? So when I think about people who join the weave and they have these breakthroughs, that's when I know I'm doing my life's work and why God and the universe is supporting me the way it is because I'm helping change lives. I have changed my life. I am a walking testimony. Other people I have brought in are walking testimonies. So why would I not share a gift with people where they can change and transform their lives and bring their dreams to life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was thinking when you were talking about the stories and 
that's one thing I think like I just never really thought of before in this work is that's a huge thing of people um, being faced with. Cause like you're talking and I'm like looking at my stories and I'm like, oh shit, man, really? Oh shit, okay, there we go, there it is, you know? And and when people wanna give up and when people wanna say it doesn't, that this doesn't work or, you know, they want to not do it anymore. And it's just what just kind of showed me while you were talking earlier about the stories, it was like kind of like really thrown in my face of just like how the work people don't want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, they don't, they want their life to change, but they don't want to make it through the hurdle. They don't want to face that thing. They don't want to give it time to, to have the breakthrough. Right. And they would rather, they want to hold on to those stories so much, but then complain about where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's just this this battle of the mind, right? And when the work is just right there laid out for them to able to to move past, do they feel worthy enough or confident enough or to allow that to not be their story anymore? You know, to allow that to not be their, to, to really have their dreams, to allow it not to be in their existence anymore. And I've had a lot of stories come up and, and some traumas too around this of things that were, I don't even know how to explain it in. So like in network marketing, I, and when I first joined, I had just like, when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was like really kind of traumatic for me and the way I was brought in and like just this whole thing. And I'm trying to undo, I'm not going to go in the whole story of it. Right. But I've shown that because of that, that's shown up for me in in this, right? And certain things I'm instantly triggered, and it's because of of this situation that I that I was in like eight years ago, you know. And that's why it's so important that uh, that we're intentional about who we invite in, and that we also are intentional about when we say yes. Because you're always going to want to be led by somebody who's a strong leader and who's going to support you and mentor you and coach you through the process and empower you. Because I remember my mentor saying to me, like, yeah, people are going to say that. Actually, not even, not even, the, not, not even this one for, the, for their dream weaving, but even in, in 2009, when, when I created my brand, when people were not branding themselves and I was doing photo shoots and websites and all this stuff, and my mentor said, people are going to ask you why. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to try and say you're this or that or judge you and critique you. She's like, do it anyway. Mm -hmm. She's like, do it anyway. You will be doing something that somebody else is not doing that people are not doing. You're going to trailblaze. Just do it. But back then, you know, you, you weren't branding yourself like that in, in hospitality and nightlife. You know, you, you were you promoted parties and, you know, restaurants. Yeah. That's what you did. What, what do you need a brand for? Why yeah. do you need a website? Why do you need to do these fancy photo shoots and all this business? And I remember feeling so good about myself and doing it. And I just, I, I, I turned, I, I shut off the noise. I cut off the noise. And by cutting off the noise, I was able to prove again to myself that my dreams were real and they were attainable and I could get there as long as I believed, not what anybody else thought, what I believed. So even with weaving, the same thing has happened. Maybe with, maybe with one person who hasn't really responded to me 
again, who I invited, who didn't really even want to actually take the time to learn and listen to me, but just just joined, but then didn't participate. And that's why I say I say to people, you are investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. If you went and paid um, uh, to go to a retreat or a workshop, would you not show up to class? Would you not bring your notebook and take notes? Mm-hmm. Like you got to do the work. I can't twist your arm to do the work. You got to show up. So yeah, there's always going to be stories. There's always going to be naysayers. Mm-hmm. It's what's even more beautiful is when the naysayers get all in it. And they're the ones that all of a sudden are like in two, three, four weaves. And they're like out preaching the movement. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. What are, what are we, what are we telling people? Come live your life, come live your dreams, come become better. You know what I'm saying? Like come join a, a group of really dope people, dope souls doing dope things in the world. Why not? Right. Why not? Why not? What are we so afraid of with that, you know, or to even do it for ourselves? That I mean, that goes back to programming. I mean, being in network marketing for over nine years, it's like you can, you know, you you come to people and you're like, this is like literally life-changing. And they're like, no. Yeah, but I didn't even tell you what it was. They're just like, no, nope, just no. And I'm like, but if you came to me and said, I have something that's life-changing, I will give you the opportunity to sit down and like, I'll listen to you and then I'll make my decision. But it's really interesting when there, there are people that, you know, that this would really inspire them and they just, you know, they, they, they want to just shut down and stay really in their story, you know? And like, I'm like you, I've been, I've done self-development and all the things for, I've, always been in personal growth um all the things for my i would have to say like probably like majority of my life you know and i i say yes a lot i say yes to a lot of things and even though i'll be sitting in the middle of it and i'm like this is so uncomfortable and what did i just say yes to and this is really hard and um but you get so much more out of it than just the the quick no and to not even be open to like I said, yes. And I moved to Hawaii and I lived there for four days and it was a disaster, but I said, yes. And I did it. And like, it just, it was, I said yes to moving to LA into with these guys that I'd never met, never met them. My friend had met them in Miami. We were living in Minnesota. No clue who these people were. Didn't even have a picture of them. This is back in 2000, right? Drove, I'm 20 years old, drove across the United States with my friend to Venice beach. We were like, like a half a block up from the boardwalk moved in with these two guys never met my life and like I'm still in touch with one of them the other one I lost touch with but like you know I constantly jump and say yes and then figure it out later and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't um right but you took a risk and you but I take risks and I try to continue to take risks even though like even if it's you know but it's it's interesting when people don't want to be op- even open to Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you, you know, but maybe this is something that you really need to bring into your life. I'm seeing now through this conversation, how I need to step up in ways that like I haven't been, you know, and that I used to. And for some reason of different things that have kind of knocked me down or put me off kilter, I haven't been showing up how I normally show up to a lot of stuff. And it's like, wow, I need to start showing up again, like for real, start showing up. Mm. And, and I, I haven't allowed people to, to really, or myself, actually, it's not even about people. It's about myself. Um, show again what I can do and see what I can do, you know, and, and allow that to be 
to be present and um and dream weaving as the platform to practice right exactly your springboard before you go back out there to the whole world to do it mm -hmm. yeah and and really burning those stories you know burning the things like okay yeah that did happen seven years ago but that's not or eight years ago or whatever and yeah it's okay now you recognize it's a thing and that's been holding you back and what do you need to do to heal it and move on and now it's time to heal it and move on you know and allow the flow again in all areas and and yeah, this is this this space is really just a reflection of all that, you know. Yeah. I did a dream weaving workshop a couple of days ago here in New York. There were 16 women, one man, and my friend said to me, I really, I really like what you're doing and I, I want to introduce this to the girls. They all do business together. And I was so proud of them. Not not just the person that organized the group, but everyone who attended because they were that open to be there. They didn't know what she was talking about. Who knows what dream weaving is? I mean, you look up with dream weaving. Dream weaving has to do with the ability to dream and then pull from dream state and bring it down to the physical plane. That is something I can do, yes. But that's not what we're teaching in this workshop. You know, it's a form of that. It's learning how to how to work with metaphysics and quantum physics and understanding energy and you know belief and and changing frequencies and right right and how to do that in a way where you can expand and explore things in a sacred community and group and co-create and bring in abundance, but you can't explain that that way to just anyone, right? So to have people that don't know, any, don't know anything about that, to be open enough to listen, uh, for me was very powerful because that means that people are waking up more and more. They want to get out of their comfort zones. They want to be better. And, um, and knowing that I can put together larger groups of individuals to speak on dream weaving has really enhanced my ability to sell something or not, let me remove the word sell I'm not selling uh, to showcase or share something that has changed my life with the same level of passion and understanding as I did when I worked in hospitality mm -hmm. when we had to sell our concepts and speak on a product I was always very good at that because I was it was I was naturally good at it I was impassioned by it I love being with people and connecting and curating these experiences so I could I could share it with so much belief and passion dream weaving is that for me again I haven't felt that in so long I mean my mom came and she was like wow this is fascinating work she was like can I dream weave I was in Miami two weeks ago and my friend's like hey Ann um I want to I want to learn about the dream weaving can I dream weave with you guys these are when I talked about the other person, some of the naysayers, these are these are people that I haven't invited in mm -hmm. because I'm more about show show. I'm going to show you. I'm not going to tell you. So I've been just you know doing the work, and they're seeing it the work. Now they want to learn dream weaving, and you and then you take the weave and you create what you want out of that weave because that's the beauty of it. There's different medicines and breakthroughs and development for people where they need to have that for themselves especially now especially now during this time because i feel like a lot of people during during the time when everything got stripped away from us really started getting down to to what matters and to what do we want and what are we doing and what was this life before like you know like I, we we're just trying to like you know swim upstream and then it's like then you have this time to be like oh wait what do i want again what am i doing where am i going what what feeds me do you know what your element is? What would you say your element in in regular life would be in the in the in the element that you just walk here every day with? Ooh, that's a good one. 
I mean, I'm an Aries. So I'm outside fine. of you can even do it outside of your horoscope. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story in a minute, but you can even do it outside of your horoscope. Just your innate, your innate being. My innate being air. It's interesting that you, then you said you had trouble like with air, but you are an air, right? I know someone else that their innate element is air. And when they got to the air position, they had trouble in air, right? So I'm fire, but I'm a Capricorn. So when I played the game of alchemy with a friend and a group of people a few weeks ago, I, I know I'm very fiery. I'm very, like, I, if I get angry, I just light shit on fire. Like, I don't even care. Like I'm burning that down. And then, but also I'm very passionate. Like I, I, I like to spark people. I like to spark ideas. I like to spark things, you know? And, but I, I never really knew that about myself because I was, I was, even though I'm like an earth sign, but I never really resonated with being full earth. Right. Mm. I, 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 there was something about it. Like, yeah, I'm earth, but I'm not, I'm not feeling it fully. Then once like we discovered that I'm fire, right. I know now in the game of alchemy of a normal, if you're staring at a fire, I know what my element is the in the hole. Right. So I know now, like for instance, I tried fasting a few weeks ago. It doesn't work for me. Why doesn't it work for me? Because I'm fire. I eat, I eat like one kind of meal a day and then I, I snack because I'm like feeding a fire, right? And I, I burn through food so quickly. I just burn through it, burn through it, burn through it, burn through it. Heirs, heirs, you guys can fast. You guys are good at fasting. And why that? why is that? Because if you think about it, what holds in the space of air from the ether to the earth? Like that's your element, right? In this whole space. Okay. You, you all can like, you all could be really good at being breatharians, right? You, you all taking the, the light in as your source. Yeah. So that you, you can actually have an easier time fasting because you're actually working like your source, your light, like what is, is taking in the light is taking in the sun. It, it resides in your space, right? That is so true. Yes. So then like the earth, well, in, in our game, we had, we had five people sitting around a fire. I'm fire. There was air. We had wood, wood being the tree, the tree being like the tree, the wood is what feeds me. The tree is being what connects, you know, heaven and earth. It sits in the air, but it's also grounded in the earth, right? The true, the tree person, the wood person, what was funny about this is he's actually a chef, a vegan chef, an amazing vegan chef. Okay. So we went deeper into that. We're like, wow, how does your wood show up in into the game of alchemy, into this fire? How does wood show up? Wood feeds. He's a chef. He also, your 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 roots, they communicate. There's a you know that underneath the earth with all the root system, they have a whole web. All the trees, all the plants communicate all around the world. Their own web, their own, their own internet, basically. They all talk to each other. So he knows if you were come to him and you were like, Joshua, I want to make this dish. What else do I need with, you know, to make this dish better? He's like, you need this, 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 and this. Why? Why can he do that? Because he's he can communicate with all the plant life. He knows what all the plant life does. He already knows who does what, what does that, how are they going to, you know what I mean? So he, that's his, he's, he's wood. 
Then we had an earth and our earth person didn't know he was earth. So he didn't understand that he was walking around, picking up energies of everyone around him, everything around him. He didn't know how to transmute it. He didn't know how to properly move it through him and give it back to Pachamama, right? Mm -hmm. And then we had the ether and he's a guy who's always in the clouds. He's like was abducted by aliens when he was young. They literally extract, like multiple times, they extracted his sperm from him. Oh, wow. Very etheric, very just like he is a Brahmin. Uh, he was a Brahmin monk or whatever you want to call them. Very deep in his Hindu lineage of what he studied. We're like, how does the, how does the ether show up to all this? And we all sat and we all thought about it. And we're like, because he pulls it all together. He brings it as the whole. Mm. So in our own lives, knowing truly innately what our element is outside of your horoscope, your birth given element, how do you show up? How are you going to show up? How am I going to show up? You being air, I'm being fire. How do I now show up to you mm -hmm. in this conversation? How do I show up to my water? person, mm -hmm. right? A person that's innately water. Mm -hmm. But then again, then we take it down into this being that our weaves are based on the elements, right? Mm -hmm. How do we do that as well there? So we've learned that going through the elements, right? Your yeah. fire needs the air to breathe, right? As the spark to the whole thing is keeping it, is keeping it going. Your air is the communication. Your air is holding the lighted. The air is you know, once you get to that space, you're bringing in new brothers or sisters into the space, you're creating it, you know, you're oxygenating, oxygenating that fire. And then, then you come into earth. Yeah. You're being the, the, you're being the, the solidity of it. You're keeping the container for this fire, for this air to keep going, you know, mm -hmm. and you're holding the water because you're a big earth. You have to hold the water. And what is the water doing? It's just holding space. It's nurturing. It's, it's, you know, and when you play the game of alchemy and you understand all of it and how you need all of it to make the whole and, and in this, especially to make it, to make it keep moving. And I just learned, I really learned this, like really learned this. I would say only three weeks ago, maybe it's been a month. I, I lose time a lot. It's shifted my whole perception and, and, and understanding of this work and understanding of myself and my own life, oh, you I know? And how this is really is deeper. And when we really take an extra step of sitting in the elements and understanding how that works in the whole, it, it, it does create like a bigger, it, it does create a really like a bigger purpose, you know, yeah. and a bigger understanding and, and responsibility. Yeah. That's why I love that we do it with the elements. Cause when I was getting mentored from, by the person that wrote me in for dream weaving, she would talk to me very much about being in my element and how I was showing up in my element and where, where, um, where in my life was I that element and how, how, how was that working out for me? So it was really, um, really fascinating for me to be able to do that and be in that. But I also believe too that we all operate so differently, right? We go into spaces and we all have our own um, aha moments and our own transformations. I, I say this to um, a couple of people that I know who they have a, a life-changing experience and then they're like, and you need to do and you have to do and you, and I'm not like that. I'm more of, this is what happened for me. This was my experience. This is what works for me and my experience. This has been X, right? Where I find that some, some folks say, you know, you should, 
this is the way to do it. You need to, or I'm having this experience and I want you. And I do, I know that people are excited, right? I know that they're excited and they've had a breakthrough and they want to share it. But I, I've learned, I've grown so much that I learn now that wh- however I, I move, however I've changed or healed has been part of my story and my journey. And that is my story and my journey. And it's beautiful and it's sacred. And there's a special story and journey for someone else and it's sacred and they've got to go through it to go through it. Mm-hmm. They got to walk their own trials and tr- otherwise no people don't learn, you know, they don't. And, and we like, I've talked about this in other episodes on the show. So, but we, we all make contracts, you know, what we need to learn in this life and what we need for our own soul growth. Right. And it's like, you can't do it for someone else and you can't tell someone else that this is, you know, you, every, you, this is the way, no, it's not everyone's path is so their path, you know, and to get to their breakthrough, sometimes some might come quick for some and might come, you know, six months for others. And it's like, yeah, you have to honor, honor the space and time and people and people will show up when they're, when they're, when they're ready to show up, when it it makes sense for them because they needed to go through X, Y, Z to get there, you know? Or we even see in this for for uh, for a weave to move and to shape and to shift and to do what it needs to do. Sometimes y- you have to like people need to like go through the thing to get to the thing for it to go. Yeah. Um, for it, they needed to learn a lesson or they needed to learn something or have the breakthrough in order for it to shift so that they can show up in that next element. I love that you're saying that too, because how many dips and dives have we've had in the weave in six months where I was like fast and furious and then I was slow and then I was a little bit more aggressive and then I was less and then I was more rambunctious and then I wasn't and then I got really in it. And then, and I, what I found what's happening for me in my life, because I see it happening in my real life and happening in the weaves is that I'm not in a rush anymore. And there's something happening in my life right now that I believe is part of my next chapter and I see who is coming into it and who the new teachers are. And I feel so calm in the not knowingness of it mm-hmm. and so safe. I feel in a place that I've never felt before. And I see it showing up in my ethereal life, in my dream weaving, and in my physical real life. And I think that when we start looking at things from that perspective, of the change and the growth and what we're vibrating, what our emotions feel like. And we work with other folks who are also conscious and self-aware of what's happening for them and around them. Then we allow ourselves the opportunity to just be, mm-hmm. not think about and use our brain and our head and our mind to dictate and society and all these other distractions. But when we can just be, and allow and surrender then everything just flows and it flows at exactly the time it's supposed to back to your point you know i I, i've learned so much in the last um, few months and i feel like the whole surrendering process the the removal of whatever whatever that negative or nervous or scarcity energy was was that was living in me i've had a major major shift in my life and I feel, I feel really good and I feel really calm. And, and maybe that's why I'm so successful at the weaves 
Maybe that's why I'm in more now. Maybe that's why the abundance is pouring into me right now in so many other areas of my life. So if any of this supports someone who's listening, who wants to live freely mm-hmm. and openly, then maybe this is something they, sh- they can explore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're living proof of it. We yeah. don't even, we've never even met physically. No. And you're my sister. Yeah. And we, we, had, we, had a, we had a misunderstanding once and we had to do what we're not comfortable doing. We had to talk about it. And share yeah. <laughs> we had to share feelings. <laughs> right? We all cried. Remember that we all cried? Yeah. And we, and we didn't not want to have a, um, we didn't want to not have a, um, we, we didn't want to break up. We didn't no. want to let the go, right? Yeah. And we learned how to work through it to go through it. And now we're learning more because here we are six months later, still weaving together. Mm-hmm. And who knows who, who, you know, we may spin this week and complete and it'll be bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add as we, we can, I feel like we covered like most of what I wanted to talk about and, and convey and share and, and move through. Did you want to add? No, I, I feel really good. I feel I feel really comfortable with sharing what we did, knowing that we're still keeping um, a sacred container for what dream weaving is. The only thing I think I'll mention is we talked about my AKA. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because I think that's it, let, about the... Because you and I both... Um, I mean, through dream weaving and, and I think us both through this past year of, of, you know, the whole shutdown of everything and being taken away from, from lives that we were once living and, and having this open space to, to explore other things, we've had spiritual breakthroughs and transformations and expansions. Um, I would love to talk about that and just move into that space now about how you were called to to change your name or in the process of in in your and in, in what what was that what was that journey what was that process and what does that look like i just think that we're in a place of reinvention and you can reinvent yourself at any time no matter what age you are who do you want to be what do you want to be called i i have um i go by the name apollonia Apollonia is a name I love since I was a child. She was actually Prince's girlfriend. She was also a Greek goddess, the sister of Apollo, brother of Artemis. And um, when I went to Burning Man in 2015, they were like, what's your burner name? And I'm like, oh, it's Apollonia. So I thought I could only use that name at Burning Man. And uh, when I returned to Burning Man, I used it again. And when I lived in London, I used it at the gym and at Starbucks and my friends would laugh and I thought it was cute and funny. But I really liked it, and I actually thought I looked like an Apollonia, and I felt like it resonated more with me, and it felt good. So when I moved to Tulum, I just used Apollonia, and people in Tulum know me as Apollonia. Now all my branding, my company is is Anne-Marie, but I've implemented the name Apollonia, and people call me Apollonia. And I've met some people in Tulum that know me as Apollonia and then see Anne-Marie, and they're like, oh, can I call you Anne-Marie? I'm like, well, why would you do that when I told you it's Apollonia? Yeah. Oh, Oh, no, it's just because you asked me what my legal name was and what I prefer to be called. And I'm telling you that. So why would you call me the name that I don't prefer to be called? Yeah. 
So I feel like this Apollonia name resonates with me and it feels good. And if I feel like changing it again in a month or in a year and five years, I'll do that too. But it's my birthright to reinvent myself mm-hmm. and be whoever I want to be. And I've done that time and time again throughout my life. And I feel like why stop now? Yeah. And I was uh, mentioning to you how when I, before I got married, I was really, um, I was really hesitant on taking my ex-husband's last name. And I sat with it for two months, like, and really sat with it and really thought about it. And it didn't resonate. I was having a really hard time. I'm like, I got married at 35. And I was like, but for 35 years, Sarah Lottie's done all this stuff. Like she's been like, has, you know, had this crazy life and like all this stuff and trials and tribulations. And I've like made who I was right to then. Okay. Um, let's see. I think we were together almost five years before we got married or we were already, already together five years once we got married. But like, I still was like Sarah Lottie, you know? So then to go to Sarah Sorensen, I was like, this is, really weird for me, especially getting married like later, you know, like if I got married in my twenties, maybe I wouldn't have had such a thing about it, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm not feeling it, but I sat with it and I was like, okay, well, if we're going to do the whole thing and have kids, like, I don't want to have it to be a thing where like, I have one last name, my kids have another last name and whatever. So, and then I was like, maybe I'm supposed to reinvent who, you know, who who I am now. And my, you know, my joke was like, Sarah Lottie was a one night stand and Sarah Sorensen's going to be more more refined. I'll just tell you right now that didn't go over very well. Uh, You can't refine me because I'm fucking fire. Right. So like, you can't put me in a cage. I'll flip the fuck out. I'm going to burn it all down, which I did, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) So I took on Sarah Sorensen and I got really refined and I took a desk job and I hated my fucking life. Right. I hated everything about it. And ironically, my ex's brother ended up marrying a girl and her name was Sarah. So she also was going to be Sarah Sorensen. And I don't like to be part of the crowd. Like I've always been like, I really like to do my own thing and be an individual. And like, so when I'm like, really another person's coming into this family, that's also Sarah Sorensen. Like, you know, it's like, you're going to like, if someone's wearing the same dress, you're going to spill on their dress. So you're like Sarah Wolf. Yeah. Well, that came later, but then, then our marriage didn't work out and I dipped out of it and instantly changed my name back to Sarah Lottie. Cause I'm like, you know, I, that really didn't resonate with me uh, being Sarah Sorensen. And then over this past year, wolves have always been my um, spirit animal. Like my, I, I have a few, but that's always been, I'm from Northern Minnesota. Like just, mm. it's always been the wolf, even though I've never seen one in real life. And since I've stepped into my healing um, and shamanic work over this past year, uh, the wolf has started to walk with me again, like really strongly. And I was up in, let's see, it was like, um, it was in, I think, February. I was up in the Bristol Cone Pine Forest up uh, in like a little, like four hours north of LA. And I was with a mentor and her, she, she's a shaman and she was not cool to me that this one morning she was, she snapped on me and it was mean and it was nasty. And I really even had a moment like, 
why am I even walking the spiritual path? Like, fuck this, like ready to just like, why? Like, it, it was just, it was really, it was really hurtful and it was really uncool. And uh, I'll wrap it up. And um, what was so crazy is we were coming back down the mountain and all of a sudden I looked up and standing on the hill, staring out at me was a wolf. I've never seen one in real life, even coming from Northern Minnesota. And it was at this moment where it was so powerful and it, I really felt like it was there just for me as my confirmation, like you've graduated, you don't need this mentor anymore. You don't need the, like you, 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 you step into it, step into your power, step into who you are. Like the medicine came to me for the first time in my life, even though it's walked with me, it, it came. Mm. And I had her pull over and I got out of the car and I just like sat on the side of the hill and I was just like bawling my eyes out. Wow. And ever since that day, my healings have like transcended in, in what the work that I, I do in them. And that's when my friends were like, you know, after I gave someone a healing, they're like, you need a different name. And then I told them the wolf story. And that's when Sarah Wolf is now in an, an emerging thing in my life of what I'm stepping into as, as being this, you know, Sarah Lottie had her thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. But Sarah Wolf is is really and spiritually like innately like who I'm allowing and showing myself to be. I love that. I love yeah, that. it's really powerful, really powerful medicine. But yes, you need to go. I need to do a few things on my day as well. Thank you so much for sitting with me and us and all of us that are listening or watching right now and and sharing this magic and and your experience and yeah it's been really beautiful and to connect with you outside of that on a deeper um level really yeah and deep. hopefully you'll come visit tulum soon absolutely and we'll out from the game i would love to come visit tulum soon yeah. yeah let me know sister all right thank you so much thank enjoy you. your day thank you all right okay. and we will talk with all of you very soon okay. bye <laughs>